When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV. And our coverage, I almost said of Amazon Prime's Wheel of Time, but <laughs> not, but of, if I guess, only. a bunch of websites. It's, I guess, Crunchyroll if you're official. Uh, <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu Kaisen. So this is going to be episodes 11 and 12, technically what they call 35 and 36. So it's Seance and Dull Knife. And I think that we've kind of settled into this two episodes per pod episode type of deal. I think it's easiest on us. We have like a vacation coming up, so like we're not going to be able to do the next one. So I think we're just going to settle into this this two-by-two two formula, which I personally like because we get to talk about things like continuation of things, and then we still get the cliffhangers and so on and so forth. So I think without further ado, um, we have two fights that we want to talk about first. They took up basically all of episode 11, which is going to be... Um, we have Itadori and Megumi, and they fight the old head whose name I did not catch, and I am an idiot and didn't look up. I and did then not we have get it either. Eno versus the granny and the grandson, which turns into the OG legend in the game. So I think let's talk about the Eno and granny OG fight first. Um, these, well, okay. I'm glad that we're doing these in two episode buckets because <clears throat> one, it gives me, I, I feel like it gives me just enough JJK. Like, I don't know if I could have handled covering. Yeah any more than this because these two episodes were incredible i mean maybe besides i think we were talking texting about it in our group chat just maybe besides the gojo episode i think these are without a doubt like the two best jjk episodes like to date like of both seasons combined and oh this first the first fight that we're talking about with my boy toji coming back that was such a treat like i kind of figured he was going to come back like you just don't introduce someone like that to to just have him not come back. I thought it was interesting how they brought him back using the seance, which was, I think, the yeah. name of the episode as well. So that was like a new power, if you want to call it, that we got introduced to. Um, so I just got immediately so hyped when his face like started transforming. I knew exactly where it was going. <laughs> he just lays a wallop down on our fucking boy. Like when he takes the mask and is just set like shadow stepping everywhere, it was just the most baddest thing ever. I couldn't. I have so many chills right now just thinking about it. <clears throat> Toji is a boss. The, the, I guess we're gonna talk about how whatever got revealed in the thirty six too, right? Like that he is so strong and his body's so special that it like broke the freaking seance. Like it was just yeah. a, his body versus a soul, which never in a million years would ever lose. I guess because like souls it makes sense. Like souls being like the the main purpose of the body itself you know and so if you're just a body and you don't have a soul like what what would even defend against it but his body just instinctively just is ready to combat he is i mean he's one in a million like out of besides gojo i think he's the only one we've seen that can completely just manhandle anybody and everybody that he comes across uh he's so just entertaining and i remember telling you dave like yo you know he's dead but keep an eye out for his name because his his like legend lingers 
You know what I mean? He leaves lasting effects on his surroundings. And I mean, shit, he's in the heart of this arc. And now it makes the flashback and the beginning of the season all that much better, too. It's interesting you say that, too, because I got the impression that Eno didn't know who he was. Well, Eno's the guy with the bag on his head, right? Correct. Yeah. I think when he said that, um, what did he say exactly? Well, number one, he'd been dead for a long time. Oh, no, I'm, I, for sure. I'm just saying. It just it was just interesting that you had said like that his legend and everything. It's just interesting to think also that you know didn't it, at least it seemed to me that he didn't know who he was at all. But I actually he, he had like I a second to guard. think about it, and then he fucking gets his face bumbled in and thrown off the building. It, I got so. I got uh, caught off guard by that as well. But when he first witnessed him, it was like half his face. Also true. Maybe he didn't recognize him, but that could be a reach. That was probably mouth. what made him cause the reaction. Is like, what the fuck's going on here? Why um, I thought it? Eno's power was pretty cool. That's like yeah, he, yes. he got the short end of the stick because he was like looking super cool, and he's like, oh my god, he has these cool powers, and then Toji shows up, and it's like, okay. you know what? Um, <laughs> I don't care. He reminds me. He reminded me of you know from Shrek Thelonious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like yeah. him, but yeah. um. It, it is uh it toji is so exciting and and um he's i mean Eno's no match for him i mean shit yeah i mean there's just every time toji's on screen going forward like i'm glad that we got someone to replace gojo for me because obviously i love gojo and i love toji so once we lose gojo we get another badass character that i'm totally fine with what is Eno's powers been like elaborated like he just summons a homing drill kind of thing so he, the name of it is Auspicious Beast Summon. Right. So what he can do is they, they say that he can summon spirit mediums, or maybe he is a spirit medium, but he can summon kind of spirits of what they call the four apocalyptic beasts. So the first uh, one he says is Kaichi, which is that, that honing drill one. The second one is Reiki, which seems like water that he can like skate on. It also kind of like protects him, mm-hmm. like orbs that are around him. He, I don't remember him using a third one because I, I don't think had, he did either. I, I had I number three as an open thing and it didn't happen. And then he goes to use four and then gets fucked up. Basically, it was his so power is cool. Cool. Just, yeah, I mean his power was great because I mean when he, it's like going around and it's homing on the the main villain here who gets yeah. his arm like blown off a little bit, which was really cool. He was pretty strong too in himself. He just seemed like the defensive player while the granny was doing her thing. Yeah. Um, and when he catches that, the drill, though, it was so yeah. cool. Well, you're like, you know, you're showing off. We're getting this, you know, they give they even give us a, you know, flashback. We get in with Nanami and, you know, he's grilling the meats and he's explaining to him, like, I want to do it the right way. And Nanami's like, you know, you have semi first grade potential and we're getting his power. And it's like, oh, my God. All right. New character. And then Toji shows up and just completely steals the moment. And Dude. it's like, ah, beauty yeah. of JJK. Um so it's cool because also I like this fight. It's like the medium, the old, the old hag, <laughs> as Toji calls her, and um, Eno, which you know their their powers kind of mirror the, each other a little bit. Just the, the summoning, I guess. This four the four people that he's the four beings, mystical beings that he's capable of summoning must be like some kind of mythological creatures. Yeah, that he like some Japanese um, folklore. It's folklore, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the idea of of Reiki, Reiki is very familiar to me as like a a lifelong anime watcher, manga reader. But I don't know if I've ever heard it presented in this way. But I'm sure, obviously, there's there's some reasoning behind it. 
so I just love when he's about to use number four and it's just toji just <laughs> takes the mask right off and yeah. just yeah fucks him up he ki- do we want to cover what happens really quickly in the next episode too with him fucking up granny because i just want to yeah. say that yeah i yeah, just basically want to say that was fucking badass yeah. too so great because it was it was kind of i think we were me and alki were talking about it after the first episode came out of whether how much of the memories were going to be there i think i was under the impression that maybe there would be like some crossover like he would know of toji's backstory but you know be his personality i think alki had a, some level of variance to that but at the end of the day i didn't know what it was going to be and this kind of answered my question in that it was all the bad guys it was just it was his brain but it was toji's body but toji's body again like we kind of just summed up was just so strong that he was able to just get his soul back into his body is what it's, i'm taking <laughs> yeah i didn't want to yeah. reveal it to you yeah, but yeah, yeah they tried they all they wanted to accomplish was to tap into his physical prowess mm-hmm. but then it um backfired yeah, granny granny thought she was hot shit and then he just had no remorse because the 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 mission that she sent him on was to go kill all the sorcerers and he just looks at her he's like you're a sorcerer too right and just oh, death so great so uh the flash step i thought that you wanted to talk about that his like flash step when he like was just like you're a sorcerer right oh yeah and he just like Hell, basically yeah. instant transmissioned next to her and fucks her up it was I great i'm so excited to see uh megumi's reaction to seeing toji i don't i feel think like he's probably gonna have a similar reaction to like you know i don't know i right. never met his dad yeah it's, i feel like though when like um gojo goes to megumi when he's a kid it's megumi's old enough to be aware of like you know his surroundings so i'm thinking maybe he does still remember his dad but either way it should be interesting i think that's where basically at the end of all this discussion that's where it seems to be headed is that megumi is going to be flying up to the top of that building and he's going to have a showdown with toji yeah so honestly we can get right into what's going on with itadori and megumi at this point so we're at the top of the tower we split up we bring jiro who is this older guy who looks like someone else so much and i just cannot put he looks like the guy in the flashback that ghetto squared off with it's like I, he looks like a character to me from like another cartoon i just can't put my finger on it and i'll probably think of it after the podcast and then we'll never talk about it again but um i think before we get into excuse me before we get into this fight they have an interesting flashback with granny and uh jiro and just again even when gojo's not physically in the show he is impacting the story and the plot so much we're like do we basically get the flashback that the two of them used to like, you know, be curse users, hired assassins, et cetera, et cetera. And once Gojo was born, like the whole world changed the balance. So that's kind of explaining why they're against us while they're just kind of humans and curse users. And I just it also again, explained why the curses kind of got stronger and shit. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool thing too, with the, the balance of power. It's just, Gojo's just the guy. He's just a little Gojo walking down the street, hands in his pockets, not a care in the world. Was that at this episode too? Oh my god, yeah. it feels like so well, long since I watched I mean, both it. of them together. Yeah, yeah. He uh, was like, what do you say? He was like, "Get out of here, weakling" or something. Yeah. Like that. Like, oh my god. At me. <laughs> and great fun fact is the voice actor was the same voice actor as Killua, the one who voiced really? oh, Young. Oh, that's great. The one that voiced Young looks Gojo. Like yeah, is walking down is the street. Young Killua's voice actor. It's actually hilarious, dude. It, that backstory was great because you're you're right like it's just his impact around him he 
he doesn't even need to do anything for people to just be like shit like we have to be good human beings because there's a slight chance that this guy it's like the uh the batman tiktok where it's like you're in gotham and it's like a you know you pull a fire alarm or something and it's just batman there that just beats you <laughs> fucking down just like average I mean, life yeah that's what it would be like they literally tried to kill him and they just shake in their boots and i want more him, basically yeah kid <laughs> what is um remember in uh magicians like uh the the magicians that were not with the school what were they called oh, see we've hedge been witches. over this before hedge, like witches, hedge yeah. that's hedge. i like whenever i see curse users because it reminds me of that because they're not affiliated with like the jutsu academy or whatever the hell it's called but these people are also were like they're evil these are evil yeah. people they legitimately want to just go out of their way to be evil. i just it, 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 i like the lore like it, it makes oh, me no. wonder like how do they learn how to do the curse energy manipulation like like what was there yeah, did it did they go they didn't go to school yeah they didn't go to school so like how do they get so strong how is this yeah. guy like facing off against megami and and yuji like yuji is got endless whatever stamina power like it's just so sweet speaking yeah. of his that guy's power was actually i feel like really op i feel like if he could just turn it off and on that would make things even yeah way more difficult yeah. well, then he would be actually op yeah because then you would have to take guesses on whether you want to use full strength half strength but it seemed like for him it was always always reverse so no matter yeah. what yeah what were you thinking because i mean the start of this fight he oh, falls. Really he's just, not hurt. He's just laying there. He's they're kind of kicking his ass, but he's not getting damaged. I couldn't piece it out. I just genuinely thought he was just high, just really strong to Yeah, just like strong to Yeah. I, I thought that makes sense. Um, I will be honest, my memory was a little foggy watching this episode. When uh Megumi like kind of countered and hit him with like the hilt of his mm-hmm. blade, it, like, I thought down. maybe he had like a count like his you can only hit him with like counters. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is kind of kind of this like kind of close. Counters are usually going to be a little bit weaker, but yeah, they, they catch you off guard. Um, or like maybe something, anything he does doesn't lay his eyes on. I don't know something. It was yeah, it I, was. I, had, uh, I couldn't piece anything together. With he's this. he's cool. Um, Megumi figures it out in a great way too. Because I mean, like you're saying, with that kind of hilt strike, and then he tests the hypothesis with the rabbits, which right. is the just... rabbits were so cool too. I yeah, loved they were cute. I love that they they kept in the Yuji holding one. Yes, of course, Yuji had to be holding just one of them. And that's like one of people's like favorite little manga panels is like when he lets him go, and Yuji's like in the corner just holding one of the rabbits. It's just so funny that they. I mean, great that they kept it in there. I just it got a laugh out of me for sure. I find it so interesting, like the characters that are even like an ounce stronger than others like they have no urgency at all they're just like going into this like fucking war like all right like whatever like we're just gonna fuck shit up and i guess they're cocky because they've had gojo this whole time and and whatnot but man like it's 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 so it's such an interesting story just the 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 fight is so intense but like they're they're cruising you know eager to scrap honestly yeah <laughs> which is great <laughs> this has been a fantastic makes for great television yeah i mean and megumi so he drops that max elephant on him which yeah. in itself is cool as shit and he catches it which is wild and then he's like oh it's just a distraction for yuji throwing a fucking car at you <laughs> i just thought that's the funniest like that's such a great encapsulation of their tag team i liked how he megumi during their fight was like i need i'm having more trouble keeping up with yuji than i am with the villain oh, that was a great show. like that's too. sick like yuji has grown so fast it's 
it only makes you wonder, you know, you, Dave, like where, what his ceiling is, if there is one. And, and don't forget there's Sukuna there, like hidden be, yeah. b- behind the hedges. I think out of the, the trio of our class, um, I would probably put Megumi still at number one, even though he did have that quote there. I, um, but then I would put you expansion. Granted, I think Nobara, that's her name, right? Nobara. Nobara. Yeah, Nobara. Nobara. Yeah. I don't really know exactly how to pronounce it. Um, whatever I think want. she's strong too, but these two are proving to be, you know, they're supposed to be the next Gojo ghetto combo in my mind. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, I will say, and, out of all like the big mangas, when you, this is like, I think Jujutsu Kaisen is comparable to your Naruto, your like, yeah bleach you know what i mean like just the the new impact generation. the characters have the newer generation exactly you know and if you want to put my hero there fine um sh- uh no bar do you, wa- do you want to put my hero? i would have maybe like four years ago now <laughs> yeah, it's like fair. i don't even want to talk about it but <laughs> but no is like um definitely one of the strongest and most capable female protagonists mm-hmm. In in recent history, in my opinion, a few in here. I, I I really like Maki. Maki's always been one of my favorites yeah. in this show too. Yeah, May like May I just hate the like the the Lucy from Fairy Tale or like yeah, you know the what do they um, call that like a tsunami. Tsundere? Like n- no, Nami's not. I don't think Nami falls. She in that, used but, like, to be that. Yeah, trip, though. Like I'm thinking like pre times. Yeah, like that, like kind of like afraid. Right. Still like, has what's kind Naruto's of girl thing? Sakura, Sakura, like, same thing. Yeah. Like, dude, like that thing is so tired. Like that trope is so tired. I yeah, I don't know what it is. But... Harem is not that. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, settle down, Dave. <laughs> um, um, so just to wrap up, I guess, this fight, just because I thought the, again, to go on the thread of, of Yuji growing too, is like Megumi's explaining it and Yuji kind of has the final thing. Like, okay, we'll just hit him with a very strong attack and then a very weak attack at the same time. Which I thought was interesting because maybe you don't get that from from Yuji often, or especially not earlier in the story where he's kind of picking up on this kind of let's call it fight IQ type of thing. And I just the animation in the final shot is just like really good. I, I I'm obsessed with the way they visualize the curse energy like around his fists because mm-hmm. it looks sick and that color is amazing. And when it's Yuji and the guy like going knife against fist and just like. The way the action is shot and drawn is so good, and it stops, and we get the four different like kind of camera angles of him getting hit, like with the air. It's just like I thought they fucking balled out on this shot. I thought it was so good. The great yeah, way final to end this shot. Fight. I was definitely on my feet, just yeah, I was ready to go. It was so good. It was, and I love how they made the point too of like the hits couldn't be too weak, or like air resistance walking around would just like kill him. Mm-hmm. type of thing so like Megumi's just the man yeah he's he so smart back and yeah just figures it all out <laughs> he's such a beast and they all make fun of well they make fun of him in the moment when he's like that was a they're like that was a dumb question like asking about gojo or whatever like the, the bluff about gojo mm-hmm. playing 40 chess out of your baby i love the final quote of the episode when he's like you're surprisingly adept to ug and he's just like yeah. really <laughs> he's growing okay so just to move i mean just to kind of wrap them up because they don't have a ton in episode 12 the mm-hmm. two of them. So basically what we learn is that they get the little pin thing and they, they break the veil. Only the veil keeping sorcerers out is broken. They see Eno falling from the sky and fucking Yuji catches him, which is insane to think about because I think that would legit flatten a normal human being. Why did, And then they kind of split up. Why did Megumi not catch him with the bird? Was that not the plan? Like, Didn't he summon the bird and he goes up and I'm, I'm thinking in my head, okay, he's going to catch him. 
dodges him for whatever reason and forces Yuji to to catch him at the ground. I didn't understand I that at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to be honest, your guess I think is as good as mine, and that's. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought that was yeah. interesting. Maybe he sensed the presence of his father and he was distracted. Mm, interesting, interesting. Because, yeah, they do split up here. And Yuji obviously runs into a, a fateful acquaintance, let's say. He runs into Choso. And, yeah, Megumi now is alone. Megumi even says maybe it's not the best idea to split up right now. But also it's a good idea for Yuji to, to kind of continue on. So, yeah, they give us where Yuji, kind of where he's running into. But Megumi, we'll see what happens. Obviously, he is in the vicinity of his father. So, I think mm -hmm. you've already I'm connected so those dots. Yeah, most people, I think, connect those dots. I am so excited. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. So, I think we're going to want to end with Nanami. Just because that's yeah. the next like great thing to talk about. So... Mm -hmm. Well, very quickly, we can do May May. She's technically the end of episode 12, but it's not like we give a fuck about that. So we left her with these two cursed spirits. I don't remember off the top of my head if they were special grades, but essentially she just kicks the shit out of them. We get like a nice monologue about her. We're getting this reinforcement about her, how she used to just train physical strength. She used to never use her technique. And that kind of puts her in an interesting place now that she realized that she had to use her technique to kind of ascend to that like special grade first, you know, grade sorcerer level. Just like an interesting background about her. And then she runs into ghetto, which sparks a very interesting conversation, internal monologue, and then obviously ending to the episode. Unlike Gojo, who had a very shocked, surprised look on his face when he saw Ghetto. Meimei did not have that. was a little bit more calm, cool, collected. But I get it because Gojo obviously has a deeper relationship with Ghetto. So it was obvious and was the one who dealt the quote unquote finishing blow to Ghetto. So, of course, it would make sense that he would be more surprised. But I really like how we get the, her talking to Ghetto as well as thinking through like, yeah. this isn't Ghetto, but it is. But it's also a fake wonder. Yeah. And I just like that analytical analytical side of her as well. Ugh, just so many badass moments in these two episodes. I literally just cannot contain how excited I was like in the moment watching these. Like I think Alki came home like five minutes after I had watched this and maybe a couple other scenes. And I'm just telling him I was just I was so hyped, man. I just I, I wasn't <laughs> even watching. I was supposed to be watching football. Wasn't even watching it because I just yeah. really it, was it fires you up. It fires you up. The story, the, the, the fights are just like a plus, man. I have to say, though, Maymay is cool and analytical, smart, blah, blah, blah. But this shit with her brother fucking pisses me off. I, that's just like, I guess, another trope of anime that we could just go. I personally definitely could go without. I think it's weird, too. We could, We don't have to talk about it. I just. Um, but her that question out written of, down of thoughts on Wee Wee. So we well, Wee Wee. He's whatever. Yeah, he's I, I, just I don't know if he's supposed to be strong or not. He was in the domain with. Maymay, but she's just so strong that she was able easily able to break out of it. I think it's cool how she like trained herself to be so strong. Her power is so limiting. Um, that her power was that she got, summons crows. She can she control crows. crows, and that's kind of yeah. the extent of what we know at this point, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. Obviously, she's very determined to be a a grade one is like nothing to sniff at. You know, it's yeah, and she, she was in the uh, pre. She was in the um. The flashback, right? She got yeah. out of the maze, right? Well, she was also the one that like had a chance to talk to Ghetto one on one. No, that's somebody else. No, yeah, she was that the one was, that. That's a different woman. 
It's I confuse them all that's, the time that's, too. That's Sumiki. Was it really? Yeah, that yeah. honestly makes me take away a little bit less from this scene here yeah. because I honestly thought she was the one that was telling Ghetto in the past. You know, if you want to do you, go ahead. Yeah, not Sumiki. And that okay, that's so okay, whatever. I guess yeah. She was one always connect. just kind of been in introduced to us. They're both white haired like, characters. Hungry. Right? I think Sumiki's blonde technically. From my memory, she's the one that Sumiki like rides the motorcycle. That's Toji's like. Yeah, he sensei. thought he thought that was that. Okay. Yeah, just like um, to try to create a, a different visual in your head. Um, she also she did have like banter with they were classmates like Gojo yeah. Geto and her were classmates and if you remember from the flashback, they were like mess. She was like mess with them like I don't feel like doing anything. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And Geto was like, yeah, that. no shit or whatever, yeah. something like that. So they had banter like they have history. My only issue with Mei Mei is her goddamn freaking hair. It's just it's so just, crazy. It's, it's like funny, a unique yeah. character design, I guess you could say, but it's just yeah, funny to think about how she actually sees anything. <laughs> yeah, I just, it but annoys I, me to no end. But she, other than that, I think she is really badass. Yeah, I like the smallpox deity too. That was that's a cool curse spirit. Oh, that was too. Like what <laughs> we know off of like how they're created. I think smallpox as a very strong special grade curse spirit. I love how they just if you explain your power, it just makes it stronger because it just it helps so I much that part. It's of just this. a great reminder always because it's just something I, I listen for. And I'm just like, why do they do this? Oh, yeah, it just makes it stronger because yeah. it's like also, a curse. Right. So it like amplifies the it's also fun fear when they're talking about when they talked about the strength of the veil. And he's like, if they're hiding outside the veil, so like by putting themselves at that more risk it actually makes the veil stronger mm-hmm. that like give and take not it's not necessarily like that law of equivalent exchange from full metal but it's like that idea almost like you're putting yourself more at risk by describing your cursed so like it right. makes it stronger i just the concept of that is very fun mm, definitely and it makes for a lot of good shit here so yeah it's um has, her storyline just ends and this episode technically ends great quote of when she breaks out of the coffin after the rock smashes and everything and she's still there just how many years has it been since my life or since something threatened my life? And it's like, all right, she's getting serious now. Cause clearly she has not been serious almost any time we've seen her. The the massive W's for our grade one special sorcerers <laughs> yeah. were just it was unbelievable. Yeah. The smallpox deity thing reminds me of um Chainsaw Man a little bit. And um I'm not gonna elaborate. I don't think you guys have seen it, so that thing looked yeah, deadly. He whipped it out, and I could even tell that that one felt like a little different than most of the ones that he just he summons. Yeah, I'm excited for the the continuation of that fight. That's oh, one. and I know we we didn't expect to talk so much about this specific interaction, but he also brought up the uh, the movie Zero mm-hmm. when he was like, "I used most of my arsenal like a year ago," whatever he said. Like oh, that was kind of oh ghetto. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so and I thought that was pretty nice tie back. It's, it's just crazy to think that it's honestly only been a year because to me, <laughs> as someone who yeah. watches these seasons come out multiple years after, you know, season one came out however many years ago it was in the movie yeah. and then this, it's it's crazy. Yeah, Yuji's been a student that. for like months. I know. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, that, things are moving hilarious. quick. Yeah, like it's only been a year since Ghetto's death. That's crazy. <laughs> and we're moving a little quick because I think I mean, the last thing we could talk about here is going to be, we'll call it the Nanami storyline. Technically, there's like a small scene with Maki, uh, Nobra, and the the head of the Zenin clan where Maki's like, all right, I'll handle, like the veil breaks, and Maki's like, I'll handle all these transferred humans on this with that sick spear that she has that's kicking ass. And so Nobra and Nita, so they kind of just 
are on their way to help everyone else. I forget the exact direction. Um, and oh, they run into Blondie with the hand sword, who we know ran it through in, with Ichiji. Ichiji? Um, who Nanami actually finds a little earlier, so that's kind of Nanami finds Ichiji, and we then Blondie runs into Nobura and Nita, and I think we talk about everything before Nanami shows up, and then the separate conversation can be everything after Nanami shows up, only because I think Nobura deserves a little bit of a of a solo conversation. My first comment will be, of course, on Nanami though. At the beginning of this episode, though, how he's just talking about how you know he's not one to consider emotions or feelings when going into a fight he's usually very strategic about things he's willing he's that we've learned to find out yeah. that he's that guy who will you know sacrifice someone in order for the betterment of the group potentially you know if he has to make a decision it's all going to be calculated and logical to him um and that's kind of it was kind of cool seeing that cuz you knew as he's giving that speech and he's walking up to the body of Ichiji that things are not going to go that way he's definitely yeah. going to take his emotions into account but <laughs> Agreed for Nobara here. Nobar, I just can't get her it's name down. Whatever way you want to take it, just take it. I've always thought her power is just really cool too. It's yeah, all the powers in JJK are just so unique. Hers with the hammer and nail. I always think it's funny when she's swinging it around as a weapon. Just <laughs> I love when she just uses the hammer. It's just, yeah, it it's just funny. It looks funny, but obviously it, there's a purpose for it all. But her the the nails and everything are so badass. I think from her, she's a hustler, dude. She's got heart. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely got a lot of heart, and I totally respect her. Absolutely, I said it earlier. She's just like a really cool, capable character. This guy with the sword. First of all, I think his sword is sweet. Oh, I was that was gonna be my you know like was the design of the, the sword, the hand holding like it's this. You know, it's like yeah. I just think it's so nice. It's unique. JJK I like is how, nothing but unique. I like how she like takes charge to Nova pretty well, where she kind of assesses the situation, tells Nita what to do. Obviously, it doesn't work out that way because she doesn't know that this sword has a fucking mind of its own at the mm -hmm. time and obviously that comes back to haunt her when she gets absolutely rocked by the sword coming through the smoke Ooh, which was pretty God. crazy i was I, getting I, mortal combat like, vibes when it's like flashing yeah. into the skulls and everything she yeah. got rocked um oh, yeah. the episodes were pretty close to the chapters but this was um a little addition like the head knocking and stuff mm -hmm. it was a, i think a nice um Excuse me, extra detail. It puts more emphasis on the direness of the situation, um, for sure, because you just don't know how she's going to get out of it, especially with the other girl just being stabbed multiple times in the legs, which was painfully brutal. And yeah, this guy brutal. was definitely pissing me off a lot. Yeah, but, but it's not too long after we see the walk up of yeah. Nanami. <laughs> Dude, he they beefed him up dude, or something. He looks great. He, he looks, looks so yokes. cool. I yeah. loved him reading, oh dude. He was God. one of my favorite reading. I mean, like, he definitely just jumped so a lot of ranks for me <laughs> with this scene alone. Like, dude. this will be my gym motivation for the next month. He's like, <laughs> savage. It was so fucking badass, man. Hold he didn't even pull out his sword thing, whatever, the paddle, no. whatever just it is. He wrapped like, it around his hand. Oh my god! He, he wanted to feel it. He wanted to physically <laughs> feel it for sure, dude. What's the number and location of your allies? It's just I, like, I know that was such a killer. Like, it's like cut to the chase. Oh yeah. Don't god. fuck around. He looks. But he kicks so him, and he's clean. like, it, like I didn't touch him with the sword, and he's like kicking a brick wall. It's like, oh my god, he's ready to go. Oh, that was so great. That was badass. Like, I didn't slash him either. What the fuck's going on? I like the little detail that guy said. Um, oh, I was ordered to kill everybody in a black suit does this guy count too so like we know that these people have this is like obviously obviously it's a coordinated effort i don't know it's just nice i was wondering like um the guy that megami and 
um, Yuji fought, he didn't seem to hint at any larger plan. So I like yeah. that this guy did. And Nanami is the first in this instance where we've seen um, express any sort of like emotion. And I know earlier I mentioned that they seem to not really give a shit. The Zenin guy was like, give me some fucking sake. And then meanwhile, <laughs> Nanami's like ready to. Oh, I mean, obviously his comrades have fallen and he's ready to fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the first punch is just so satisfying. I was legitimately laughing because one, it was just funny, but two, I'm just so hyped, so I'm just cracking up because <laughs> I'm just enjoying every second of this. But he oh gets fucking God. yeeted throughout the mall. Just pure shots of the face. Love the quick flash of the ruler or whatever it is, mm-hmm. like the meters. Yeah, that measurement. That like I, I think that's so... Yeah, I think that's really badass, too. Yeah, he thinks he's dead, too. <laughs> he's like, I died, question I mark. thought he, he was, was like, oh, too. <laughs> Yeah, he, well, he, definitely he says, I would have died without my technique. Mm-hmm. That's and what I found. Yeah, so what is too. his technique? He even mentions that like he doesn't fully know what it is. So I, don't, I know I know what it is, but like mm-hmm. it's just like interesting. I'm just curious if he's going to maybe it's kind of uh, like a dual personality thing. Maybe there's another side of him that gets unleashed, kind of like a Cavendish thing. Yeah, that's because, but I don't know. Nanami definitely put this guy to yeah. work. And I don't um, know. If, Pulls his hair. I saw so many clips. Of How would you do? What was oh, it? Okay. You were too slow. <laughs> when he like picks it? him up by his hair, and I saw so many people reacting to that, especially like like um. Oh, streamers. like getting turned. Yeah, turned. People yeah, were like, yeah. they did it for us. They did yeah, it for us. Exactly. They made well, it you said like, they beefed him up. Did all his like arm veins are like popping out. He's filling the hell out. One of, of the comments was like. One of the comments was like, oh, <laughs> all the all the girls are going to wish they were. Getting their hair pulled by Nanami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like literally that I wrote it down too, like the animation, the drawing of it, like they literally went all out. Like they went all out on this well, fight. Well, on that scene with that was fan service, that's, huh? That's what we're A talking about, though, is when we get those like flashes of like really poor yeah. animation, yeah. it's because they're trying to do it for moments like this. I think even earlier in this specific episode 12, when Nobara and the other girl are running around the corner of like the mall. It's just, it's globs basically. I'm okay. Paint on, yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's I didn't fine. see that. I was actually going to comment that I thought the animation overall was a lot better than that ghosting shit when he fought the fucking cricket. Or it's because a lot it, of the moments also, in this episode it, were yeah, important. It impacts like the episode itself, and I think it impacts like the season at whole is when they they focus on certain scenes. I mean, dude, he, he when he hits him, he hits him with the fucking white beard where he just like yeah. throws him up and like slowly comes down and he just bunches him through the window across the street and i was just like freaking out also nobra has a clutch play where she like pins the hand to the ceiling oh yeah with the, mm-hmm. yes, with yes. the nail which was awesome and he's like read not the room you, yeah not gonna <laughs> let you do that read the room <laughs> yeah that was actually sick we just i mean i could talk about that in the fight forever but we can handle that off the pad so the last things we kind of learn here is that um ichiji is actually alive Mm-hmm. And then Nanami is going to go join uh, Maki and the head of the Zenin clan underneath to kind of go fight. And Nobara like wants to come and he immediately is like, no, like Nanami himself is at the minimum level required for the fights ahead. Like you only get in my way. I just love that line. Like this... I'm at the minimum level required. Yeah, that was really fucking badass. <laughs> and it, again, just shows the gap. I mean, I know they're all getting recommended to be promoted but it's just there's still such a huge gap between all of them being an experienced grade one um 
shit what was i going to say here i had oh my other comment was going to be for this zenin guy who was just chilling while maki was doing all the heavy lifting earlier again he's i expect him to interact with probably toji at some point too and be like oh this guy's back. I, I since this guy's old, I would expect him to know at least. Well, he's who. the he's his elder. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he's gonna be like, I cast you out years ago. How the and you're dead. Yeah. What the he'll, fuck? He'll is your recognize deal? him for sure. Yeah. yeah. So excited! All the zenning zenning shit. I want to come together. Absolutely. Yuji's fight is gonna pop the fuck. Yeah, off. I mean, dude, we have Yuji versus Chozo. We have the Nami heading yes. into something. We have Megumi potentially. Dude, how can to, they top to this Toji. season? I, I don't know. After this arc, like uh, it's this <laughs> this so arc. Excited. This arc was fucking top notch. I I, yeah. I read back on our text, Kyle, talking about this shit. Oh, really? And I guess awesome. I get like fired up <laughs> all over again. <laughs> yeah. The, oh back in God. like the, 2020. So the rest of the season should be nothing but absolute bangers. We're going to be covering it, like I said, at the top of this. We're going to be taking two at a time. So we'll be back after episode 14. So we'll cover 13 and 14. That'll be in two weeks. And hopefully we'll be able to just kind of stick to that um, two by two schedule, depending on if it falls through like, you know, like a holiday, like Thanksgiving. I don't know if we're going to get into Christmas because I'm not going to do the mental math in the moment. But either way, two by two is the goal for these. And yeah, just they're so fun to watch when we actually get to watch them and talk about them is always a blast. So Dave, I can't wait for you to keep finding out what is going on in the Shibuya arc. And that's going to do it for our episode covering episodes, what, 11 and 12, Seance and Dull Knife. And once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thank you for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 